Let's face it, life isn't always the party we thought it would be. So how do we find the joy when we need it? And what if it's up to us to create it? That's where the Party On podcast comes in. Our goal, to shine the proverbial disco light on all the things that can make our lives easier, healthier, and a heck of a lot more fun. So we can enjoy the party we were all invited to, live our best lives, and dance like no one's watching. Welcome, guys. I know I said I wouldn't be starting these episodes until January, but I realized, how can I start a podcast about joy and then miss out on the holidays when we have so much of it, but also feel so lacking? So welcome. Once again, I'm so glad you're here, and I'm honored you're taking time out of your busy schedule to party with me. I wanted to spend today talking about one of the biggest thieves of joy in my book, especially when it comes to the holidays our expectations. It's funny, the first thing that popped into my head on December 1st was, hello there, December, we're so glad you're here, and we have so many expectations of you. Come on in. And it made me laugh, because think about it, if someone said that to you at the door of the party you were attending, wouldn't you slowly back away? Thank goodness December can't leave, right? So why do we have these expectations of the holidays? And where exactly do they come from? I have so many thoughts on this, but first, a little story. And let me start by saying it's not one I'm personally proud of, but I'm willing to take one for the team for the sake of joy. Just think of it as a PSA of sorts for expectations. Hashtag just say no. So in case you haven't met me, I'm kind of a planner. And I'm also festive, which means I plan for the holidays all year round. I am that mom who shops all throughout the year. So when the tent, yes, tent, as in camping tent, I'd been eyeing went on sale mid-July, I took full advantage. This was a few years back, and y'all, it was a nice tent. The moment I saw it, my ovaries flipped at the thought of campouts and doing s'mores with my two boys. I had all the hard eyes. Needless to say, I snatched it up and gave it to the mister to hide. I normally hide all of my presents myself, but this box was so big, I thought maybe he could think of a better place. And oh yeah, one more thing you should know about me. I'm theming. So I themed our entire set of gifts for the boys that year around this very tent. I got a camping play set, a s'mores kit, the cutest little felt fire you ever did see. You name it, and it all coordinated. Okay, back to the story. Fast forward to Christmas Eve when we're wrapping presents. I went through the list, accounting for everything I'd bought except for, of course, the tent. I get to wrapping and remind the mister to get the tent when he's able. I didn't want to rush him. And then the moment he replied, I knew we were in trouble. What tent? What do you mean, what tent, I asked. I spent the next five minutes describing the box, desperately trying to say anything to jog his memory on where he put this box. But nope, nothing. He had zero recollection. He searched the attic, high and dry, nothing, zip, nada. Did I mention this is 11 p.m. on Christmas Eve? Did I also mention that every store known to man except CVS was closed? That's a drugstore for those of you who are abroad. We looked everywhere, and the longer we looked, the angrier I got. One thing. I asked him to handle one 
thing. I took care of the entire family Christmas from gifts to cooking to wrapping. Did I also mention we have a Christmas baby? So throwing a birthday party, cake, separate gifts, you know, throw all that in there just for funsies. And this one teeny tiny thing is all I asked. I could feel the resentment building up like hot lava and there was no keeping it in. If this were an after school special, this would be the part where I would freeze the frame, come on camera and saying, here's where Allison went wrong. I legit lost my mind. Part of me wants to defend myself and tell you how fragile I was during this time, because I was. Part of me wants you to understand the context, just how low I was and on the very verge of shattering, how let down I had felt for years, but really none of it matters. Because the bottom line is, it all came down to my expectations. I had expected for him to do this one thing for me. And when he didn't get it right, it robbed me of my joy. Or did it? Expectations, y'all. This might be the top offender in my book, the biggest thief of joy. And man, this is huge around the holidays. We expect so much of ourselves and everyone around us. Everything has to be perfect. Part of that is self-inflicted. The other part, I believe, comes from the endless amount of information coming into our lives. A subtle infiltration, if you will, that everything over the holidays should be all hunky-dory and happily ever after. Every TV commercial that paints the perfect picture Families gathered around the fire, ice skating in Central Park, gleefully making cookies together without a care in the world. These images, they make imprints on our brains. And suddenly, that's what we expect we should have. And everything else pales in comparison. And trust me, I've skated in Central Park. It was crowded and freezing cold. And I fell eight times. Not one of my happiest moments, that's for sure. But suddenly, my Christmas stinks because I'm seeing posts of Becky from my high school taking selfies on Facebook in New York wearing a cute beanie. I don't even wear beanies. But now I want one in New York, ice skating in Central Park. Y'all, we fall for it, hook, line, and sinker. We unknowingly see things that we never expected before. We accept those as our new expectations, sometimes subconsciously, and then when nothing lives up to them, we put those expectations on everyone around us, including God, blaming them for our lack of joy. But here's the big question I want to pose today. Where exactly do you think your joy is coming from? No, seriously, I'm asking you. Because if you want to find your joy, you have to address where you're seeking it. I'm going to say that again. If you want to have joy, and not just joy over the holidays, joy year-round, you have to address where you are seeking it. So where is it coming from? This truly isn't a judgment. We are a judgment-free zone here. It's an honest question. So pause the podcast if you need to and think it through. It's that important. What are the things that you are expecting to bring you joy this Christmas season? Vacations to New York? Staying in the Waldorf Astoria and parading through wintry snowscapes? Because that sounds nice, doesn't it? Disneyland with the family? It's so magical at Christmas. They make it snow, y'all, from the palm trees. Maybe it's gifts? 
This one's convicting for me personally because gifts is my love language. I love giving them. I love getting them. Just knowing that someone took the time and effort to think of me really pings my heartstrings. Maybe it's that new high-end purse that you've been dying for over the last year. Would receiving that bring you joy? Or maybe it's your family. The holidays aren't the easiest for you because they're estranged and there's situations and baggage and drama. Would a reconciliation bring you joy? Would redemption bring you joy? And now here's where I throw a wrench in things. What if I told you that joy can only come from within? That it's actually something that's God-given, that he places into our hearts. I'm a visual person, so I really like that image. It reminds me that it's internal. And everything I just previously listed, all the places we usually seek it, they're as external as it gets. So now that we know both what we're looking for and where it actually comes from, easy peasy, right? Not exactly. What do we do about it? It's so important to ask real questions like where is our joy coming from? But we can't stop there. We have to ask, what do we do about it? Before the birth of Jesus, we got to have a come to Jesus. We've got to take a hard look at our own expectations. And y'all, we got to be honest with ourselves. Because think about it, how many times have you gone to a movie that everyone has built up higher than the Empire State Building? Man, I have a thing with New York in my mind today. But seriously, what happens when you go see the film that everyone has been raving about for months? Oscar-worthy, film of the year. You expect it to be all that and more, right? But the problem is that's subjective. It's not clear. So you leave thinking it was good, but not all that. Certainly not what everyone is making it out to be. And the same goes for the holidays. A long time ago, I was lucky enough to travel to Egypt. And there was a woman on the bus who, quite frankly, drove me insane. To be fair, this was towards the end of our trip when everything had gotten all peoply. If you know me and you follow me on IG, you know that's a thing. We had all been cooped up for a long time. But one day she leveled me with the rule that she swore by. She said when traveling with holidays and with everything else in life, that you need to raise your tolerance and lower your expectations. And y'all, that sentence has served me so well ever since. It is a mantra that's on repeat in my house before every holiday, vacation, back to school shopping session. Don't ask, it's incredibly anxiety inducing for me. But let's really take a look at that phrase, shall we? Let's start with raise your tolerance. Why is that important over the holidays? Because it's not all about us. There are family members and friends around us doing the best they can to find their joy while we try to find ours. And it may not be in the same ways that we seek it. I believe we're called to have endless love with constant boundaries, but we'll save the boundary part for another episode as much as I want to talk about it now because it's so important. Number two, lower your expectations. In the words of Elsa, let that crap go, y'all. One of my favorite quotes of all time says, The thing in life that trips us up the most are our expectations of how it's supposed to be. But says who? It's a challenge, I know. But we have to stop pretending that our expectations for our own lives are greater than God's. Number three. I know what you're thinking. There is no third part to that statement. But when it comes to the holidays, I like to add one. Look within because that's where you will find it. It doesn't come from gifts or anything else around us. 
Do you remember that VBS song, I've Got the Joy, 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 Down in My Heart? Be honest, how many of you just yelled where? I won't sing it for you, even though I know that disappoints you. (laughs) Well, it turns out our VBS leaders, they were actually teaching us something and not just singing a crazy song. So bonkers, right? They were actually telling us where our joy is. Psalms 4, 6 through 8 says, Lift up the light of your face upon us, O Lord. You have put more joy in my heart than they have with their grain and wine abound. In peace, I will both lie down and sleep for you alone, O Lord, make me dwell in safety. Jesus himself said in John 15, 11, These things I have spoken unto you, that my joy might remain in you and that your joy might be full. Full! It's already in us, friends, and it's so full. It's just buried by distractions, comparison, and guess what? Expectations. Y'all take a hard look at your expectations this season because the joy you're looking for is waiting underneath them. And for my type A's, because I know so many of you think in practical terms, I'm the same. Here are some tangible things that we can do to keep our expectations in check. Ready? Here we go. Start by taking the pressure off. Stop it with the Pinterest and the Instagram and the magazine-worthy recipes. If doing those things makes you happy, then great. But otherwise, quit trying to create the perfect holiday. My dad makes the most amazing turkey. Stay with me. And it's because he cooks it so slowly. When you take the pressure off, the result is so much better for everyone, I promise. Next one. Practice intentional giving. Don't just go through the motions on this, y'all. When it comes to giving and receiving gifts, slow down. Be intentional. Think about what you're actually buying and giving and what it means to you and to the recipient. This is one of the reasons I created my shop, because gifts should be more than checking something off a list. They should come from the heart, and we should use our hearts to make those decisions intentionally. And as hard as it is, really take a look at your expectations when it comes to gifts that you receive. One of my favorite memories is my mom reading us Little House on the Prairie growing up. And even as a child, I was just astounded at Laura's telling of celebrating Christmas with only one present on the tree. And she was moved to tears. She was so grateful. And that story influenced the way we do gifts to this day because we were expecting too much So now we do three presents each person, one to represent each of the wise men. Because when we as adults take the focus off the gifts and put it onto the heart, that's what our children will learn. And finally, be present. Whatever your vice is, put it down. Social media, we've covered that a little bit. Ain't no one got time to see all of Susan's perfect holiday. You couldn't see me, but I was doing air quotes just then. If your vice is your camera, then just don't forget to put it down. Don't get so busy trying to take the perfect picture that you forget to live inside the picture you're already in. Be honestly present with your family, with your thoughts and your feelings, and with your much lowered expectations. Because it's when you're present that you aren't expecting anything else other than the moment that you're in. Oh, and in case anyone is wondering what happened to the tent in the Christmas Eve story, because it's a pretty awesome ending, actually. 
Remember, we were desperate because our main gift for the kids had gone missing, and it was 11 p.m. I can actually remember sobbing while the mister narrated the sad selection of toys at the neighborhood CVS. No offense, CVS. You just had nothing. Well, we nixed the idea of the drugstore presents. So the mister made a Hail Mary pass and called his father for advice. And get this. His dad had no joke ordered a tent by mistake online and had yet to return it. So he generously let us keep it. I mean, can you even? And some people still think Santa isn't real. What's more, two weeks later, we found the original tent. It was in the garage the entire time, buried under boxes, old magazines, and mounds of my expectations. It didn't happen how I wanted it to, or any way I'd planned on Pinterest, but it was there. And so is the joy in our hearts, friends. Sometimes you just have to dig for it. So there you go. Some holiday food for thought for this season on joy, expectations, and Santa Claus. I hope it inspired you in some form or fashion. I hope it leads you to lower your expectations and look within to find your joy. Also, does this podcast count as a holiday party? Because it totally should. I mean, we're all here, right? Asking for a friend. Thank you so much for listening, guys. The Party On Podcast would not be a party if it wasn't for you. If you found today's episode helpful or inspiring, we hope you'll forward to family and friends because when it comes to this party, the more, the merrier. For more information, visit thefestivefarmhouse.com and search for the Party On podcast. And don't forget, our meaningful gifts made easy to send are up on the website as well. Happy holidays! See you in January.